Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. Troy Setter joins us this morning from Consolidated Pastoral Companies, the CEO, and there's been absolutely extraordinary lengths taken by uh, CPC in taking shield to its two feedlots in Indonesia from foot and mouth and lumpy skin disease. He joins us this morning. G'day, Troy. How are you, mate? Great, Dobbo. Great to be with you. Um, this has been obviously a huge thing for you. We know the FMD and, and lumpy skin disease outbreaks being managed in Indonesia and no doubt that you've got a real headache on your hands, but how have you guys gone about just trying to, in a lot of ways, get it under control with, with the feedlots that you have in Indonesia and, and obviously manage this situation that is obviously changing from a day-to-day uh, situation? When um, Foot and Mouth was first uh, called in, in Indonesia and identified, we um, met with our team and the management team there you know, straight away and you know, really clear with the team that we had 600 direct employees um, and then about another 12,000 families that rely on the business up there and that 12,000 families is truck drivers and butchers and, and uh, you know, a great great big group of, of people that that was our absolute priority. We wanted to protect their, their livelihoods. And we also wanted to protect the cattle, but it was not about corporate profit or, or anything. It was, was about their, their yep. jobs and, and everyone really got behind and, and, uh, we ramped up our biosecurity dramatically and the, and the team really embraced it. Um, and that's been, uh, been, you know, the driving force behind our, our success. Um, that, uh, you know, the massive changes in biosecurity on the, on the properties and, and, uh, and now we're uh, we're getting hold of vaccine, so that's uh, we've sort of you know, been able to keep it out. Now we're getting vaccine in our hands, which is great. So how did that, that? That's a big thing because you are getting the vaccine now. But also, with the initial time, what was the biggest thing? Did, I mean, obviously you got to stop trucks, you got to stop people coming in. How did you? What was the the first thing that you did to try and I suppose make sure that it was under control? I think ex- explain to people that. Yeah, by uh, exotic disease like foot and mouth is uh, is invisible. You can't see it, um, and the, the main sources that bring it in are, are trucks, livestock, food, and and people and, and clothing. So we we immediately uh, started a triple washing of, of all all trucks and vehicles. Some days we get 150 trucks coming through, so they're they've got to turn up clean. They're triple washed. They're then they're also given a disinfectant wash. Um, the team that, that go into the feedlot are, are, um, have multiple foot bars. They get fully changed um, into clothes that we provide. We wash their, their clothes for them. Some days there's up to 800 pairs of clothes uh, given out. Um, and then we you know, really tightened up seg- segregation in, and, and regions within the, both of the feedlots and locked out all visitors. Um, and we didn't. We also stopped all red meat uh, being brought onto the property that was being you know, being confu- uh, consumed because that was a, a risk of bringing it in as well. Let me guess, um, you started to eat your own. Tell me they tell yeah, me they started yeah. eating their own. Finally, they get some decent meat out of there. Absolutely, it was uh, eat our own because none of us wanted to, you know, go over to the dark side and eat chicken or fish. No. So we, uh... <laughs> I mean, 150 trucks a day, the wash town time and everything. I mean, obviously, you'd be running it around the clock. There's a lot of lot of stuff that goes. But now that you've got this biosecurity system in place, now that you are seeing the fruits of it and you're seeing it run, are you confident that you can keep it out? Yeah, I am. I think uh, the, the risk is certainly there. Foot and mouth disease isn't under control in Indonesia yet. Uh, I'm, I'm 
confident that over the next month or so we'll start to see a decline. But yeah, statistically there's a decline, but that's just people you know aren't bothering testing if if they get you know animals with blisters on their feet and their mouth. If they're local producers, they just don't report and they they nurse that animal through. Um, but we're uh, we're hoping the the impact of vaccines, but also the impact of natural immunity. We'll, uh, we'll start to see some declining cases in Indonesia and that'll take some of that, that pressure off. But I think for the next couple of years, um, we're going to have to be so vigilant and vaccinate every animal and, and really keep our biosecurity tight as it's going to take years for, uh, for Indonesia to get this under control. There's 65 million cloven hooved animals, so 65 million animals at risk. And there's about 16,000 islands and, uh, that most have livestock. So the logistics are just mind blowing. I, I'm I'm fascinated when you look at that and look at Indonesia. You, you're back in Australia. What should we be doing? I mean, we can't vaccinate yet because that obviously then makes it. Um, and this is a barbaric sort of rule. I, the the initial thing I thought was when talking to Murray, what? Why wouldn't we just vaccinate everything now, get vaccination, and, and prevent it here? But the bottom line is that when you do that, you automatically then go into the point that you are um, deemed uh, a nation with foot and mouth, which obviously closes a lot of your markets down. So what would you be – what's your advice and, and what are you looking at back here on, on Australian soil from a biosecurity perspective and, and to try and manage it from here? So all of our stations in uh, across northern Australia are, are, are very aware about foot and mouth disease. We've limited uh, visitors. Anyone who's been overseas in the last week can't enter those properties because foot and mouth can live in the human nose for you know, 48 hours or so, can live on boots for 12, 13 weeks, so full clothing, cleans, and, and making sure that people haven't been overseas for a good week. Um, we've got first response kits on each each property with uh, you know, disinfected gumboots, all of the things that you'd need to manage a, an isolated outbreak on a property. Um, and all the managers are, are fully aware. I think we've absolutely got to keep up the strength at Australia's airports. Um, but foot and mouth usually comes in in food um, or animals. There's no animals allowed to come from foot and mouth disease countries into Australia, so that rules them out. But I think we should immediately ban the uh, the passenger food coming into uh, to Australia. There's certainly you know, great food in Australia and small amounts of, of passenger food coming into Australia are, are really high risk. It's confusing when you go through the airport what food you can and can't bring in. And I'd like to see the, the banning of passenger food coming into Australia Will we late and to food the... by mail. Oh, I agree with that. Were we late to the game? Um. I think we we were a little bit late to the game, but the the now being through the airports a few times, the, the massive changes are, are pretty significant. I think the the, the, the border security staff are, uh, are doing a, a pretty bloody good job of uh, of tightening up uh, Australia's security at the airports. But it's easier to take the pressure off if we did a total ban of food coming into Australia. I think the risk is just too high. Yeah, it's well said, and it's something, no doubt, that they're going to look at shortly. Appreciate your time, Troy. Um, good to hear from you, mate. And obviously, um, speaking at the Rural Press Club of Queensland Lunch in Brisbane recently, you obviously uh, viewed that. Lots going on, isn't there, in the um, in the industry at the moment. So it's a good thing that we are actually starting to see uh, some biosecurity and it becoming uh, very, very uh, importantly a big part of everybody and, and what you've done at CPC, I think a lot of people listening today are putting those steps in place on the very, very slim chance that it does happen that they're protected. So uh, it's a good way to be. Appreciate your time. Thanks for being with us this morning.
Thanks, Tobo. Good on you, Troy Setter. We'll take a break. Come back. Rural Queensland today.